Retro nonsense in the house, y'all. Autobots, transform and roll out. No, I am your father. No! No, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I'm Duke and with me as always is my good friend Chris Roberts and we are on episode 16 and this month we're going to talk all about collecting. We're going to pick our top five pickups from last year. We're going to talk about our current interests and what we're kind of into right now with our collecting, and we're going to talk all about our future goals for this year. But before we get into the main topic, we've got a couple things to go over, as always. We have a brand new Beat the Bandy Challenge uh, this time, and it's a little different. So Matt has picked four NES games, um, and we have two months to try to beat these four games. And each game has a point value assigned to it, so you have the full two months to try to beat these four games, and you get... Uh, the four games are as follows. Wizards and Warriors, which is a great game. Love that one. Uh, how about you, Chris? You like that game? Yeah, I haven't played it for a very long time, but um, it was one of those early titles when I got back into collecting back in the 90s. Um, it was something that you almost always got when you bought a lot of games. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do like it. Uh, I'm not too keen yeah. on the sequels, but maybe I didn't give them a fair yeah. shot. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I don't think the sequels are that good at all. I They weren't done by Rare. This one, this was an early Rare game. Uh, the same people that did, like, uh, you know, GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, on the NES, they did um, uh, RC Pro-Am, I believe they did. So they they always had a, a quality about them that I really in, enjoyed, and this was an earlier one of their games, but um, has great music. Um, it takes a little getting used to at first; it's a little challenging, but once you get into the rhythm of it, it it's a really fun game. I've always liked it. Um, so that game is worth five points because uh, it's not one of the harder games. Um, then we have Double Dragon Two, which is worth ten points. Another good game that I uh, played through multiple times back in the day. It's very challenging. Uh, so that that's definitely a pretty hard game. Yeah, and then he, and then he wanted it also to do it on the on the, like the hardest setting, which I know gives you the true uh, ending and all, but it just ups the difficulty. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. Like, oh man, brutal. And then we have uh, Batman, which is a, another fantastic game. Um, that's a Sunsoft game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, another game with great music, great gameplay. Um, it's like the Tim Burton Batman uh, theme, and it's just fantastic. So that, that's a really that's the only one I've played so far. Actually, I'm, I'm going to try to beat that one first. <laughs> but that is a really hard game, especially when you get towards the end. Um, and then uh, we have Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, which is worth 20 points. Now I've only you just gave me that game for Christmas. Um, thank you, Chris. <laughs> Um, and oh, I, for sure. I have never played that game back in the day. This is a brand new experience for me. And right away, I, I just threw it in to test it and played it for a little bit. And it's yeah, I, I got to read the manual because I was not, I was not understanding what to do at all. <laughs> it was pretty, um, pretty wonky. But I, I believe that he's got this at twenty points because it must be 
really challenging. But I do remember you telling me, Chris, that you play, you beat it the first time you played it. Is that right? Yeah, I, I played it. It took me two hours to beat it, so I, it's not like I didn't die because it is an unlimited uh, continue kind of thing. I'm pretty sure I continued a time or two, but um, I noticed uh, kind of how I, I kind of figured out how it's played, mm -hmm. and um, so I just rolled with it. And next thing I know, I beat it, and I had the good ending too. So. Wow. I was. I must have done well. Like I, I can't say uh, I knew I was going to get all those achievements because I didn't watch any videos on it. I mean, I saw the AVGN video. Um, I did see. You know, I so I kind of had a kind of an idea on how to play it from that, but I had never played it before, and um, I didn't watch any like playthroughs or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I just I just jumped into it because I I wanted to just play it for a little bit just because it's like I had this game and you know. It kind of has like this cachet to it, and I never played it, so I thought, oh, let me try it. And two hours later, I'd beat it. Well, I mean, this is a golden opportunity for you to jump in here and, and take the lead. <laughs> because if you yeah, can beat it that I know, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know. It, you know, the thing uh, prior to when Matt put this challenge out, I had been playing, um, I'd been playing a couple of games that I really, uh, well, I beat back to the future which was kind of a like a bucket list thing i had to do like i'd been to the delorean and it's like a one-shot deal like if you don't beat it the game's over mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you don't get it don't matter you can have 50 lives 100 lives you, you can't get that many but it doesn't matter how many lives you have it's a one-shot finale so if you don't beat it you're out um so i've been to the delorean a couple of times uh, two times prior to this um this last session um, so I went through it a couple times and finally, man, I just had the run of a lifetime and cause I don't really have no trouble with the, the most or the most, is it most cafe? No, that's, that's not right. But whatever the cafe, maybe it is, whatever the cafe <laughs> is, I don't have no problems with that. I don't have no problems with, um, with this mother. Matter of fact, I've never lost on the mother stage where you're catching her hearts. I, it just seems really simple to me. And, uh, the music stage, now that I kind of know how it works, um, I've, I'm fine with that. It's easy, real easy. Gotcha. So like those stages are, are pretty simple, but it's that, uh, those street levels get real tough. So anyways, the, the point being my hands were kind of worn out. So <laughs> I uh, put on Batman and I played it for a while. Cause I've, I've actually gotten through to the one time I had got to the Joker, but it was, I don't know. It was bad timing. Like it was late or I had to go to work or I don't know something. So I had to turn the game off. Like I gave it a couple of shots and then later on I kind of, understood the trick to beating him um but i haven't yet beat him yet so i thought well i'll start off with this one because i want to beat that game and my i just realized my hands were kind of like worn out yeah and i thought well like i used to i used to run double dragon pretty easy so i think oh, i should be able to run right through double dragon 2 and again my hands were still kind of hurting so <laughs> i just haven't got back to him i do want to uh make a run at this challenge because um you know, I feel like uh, if nothing else, I just want to get Batman off my my back. I, I'm mad that I haven't beaten that one yet. So yeah, I um I really need to get on it as well. I've been obviously distracted with another project I'm going to talk about here in a minute. So mo most of my free time has been spent on that. But um, Wizards and Warriors is a game I've beaten many times. I know I can probably beat that fairly easily. In fact, I beat it just last year. I played through it again. Uh, Double Dragon 2 and Batman, I both I beat both of those back in the day when I was a kid, but I have not beaten them in recent, you know, as an adult. So I'm curious to see how much of a challenge they give me now. Um, I did play, like I said, Batman uh, for a little bit. I got to like level three something, 
And yeah, it's really challenging. When you get to level three, there's a couple of um, enemies that just jump all over the place in like a like no pattern at all. And I just was having a really hard time with with getting through some of those levels in level three. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to try to jump on it, uh, you know, as soon as I have some more free time, um, which I don't know when that will be, but I'll do the best I can because <laughs> it's, it's really fun. And I think this is a cool idea that Matt put together. And all this is laid out on our Discord server. So he has all the rules on there and has everything listed out. So um, feel free to jump on there. And again, it's a great companion to the show. It's really fun to have everybody interact on there. It's been a lot of activity on there recently with uh, people putting up pictures. Uh, you know, our last episode was all about malls and arcades, and we had some people put up pictures of malls. And uh, Kyle put up uh, some pictures of that um, mega mall we talked about, the Mall of America, right? Yes. And uh, Matt put some pictures up of him and his son playing at the arcade. So I just love seeing all that stuff. So please, the more, the more of that, the, the better it, it makes us feel about the show with all the interactions. So, um, yeah, please, please feel free to jump on the discord and talk about the show and show us your pictures and talk about anything you want. So it's always, uh, fun to see all that activity on there. So I guess if I'll talk quickly, uh, Chris, about my, my project that was, uh, in the yeah, middle of here. let's talk about it. So I, I'm excited about what you're doing. So I I was given a Sony Trinitron television by a customer of mine, a 1976 Sony Trinitron. It's a smaller one. I guess it's like a uh, I didn't you know what I should know the size of it, but it's probably a I don't know a 15 inch, 18 inch, something like that. It's a like a medium size, not one of those real small ones. It's like a medium sized TV. Um, it's the same size as my uh, Radio Shack one that I have in here. Pro- I'd say it's probably a 13 inch. 13. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's more a 13 inch. Uh, it could be a nine, but it doesn't look like it's that small in the pictures. I think it's I'd a 13. It's yeah. 13. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it, it it is an absolutely beautiful television. Um, it has when I turned it on, it had some issues. Um, I'm in, I made a I'm I'm in the middle of making a repair video series. I already put out um, two episodes. And I'm in the middle of making the third. So it's been really fun, and it's really fun getting back into making YouTube videos, and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. Um, and I really am really getting into repairing electronics, old, old electronics. So uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in our, in our collecting habits discussion, I think. But um, I'll give a little spoiler, I guess. Um, in this third section, I'm I'm almost kind of tempted to do a four four part series at this point, because I I made some further um, uh, repairs and I made some further progress, but there's still some more work that needs to be done. And the next step here is going to be pretty tedious and pretty, uh, I guess, overwhelming for me because I'm getting more into things I'm not comfortable with. But I'm I'm not going to give up, and I'm very determined to get this TV exactly the way I want it. And I've made a lot of progress so far. A lot of the initial problems that I saw with the screen distortion and everything have now been fully fixed. And now there's a issue with a color. The the blue color is missing. Um, I believe it's probably either one of like two or three different components that look like they're pretty easy to replace, but at the same time really hard to get to. I've got to remove and desolder some shielding, which is I've never done that before. Ooh. Yeah, so those metal metal shields that you see in electronics, they're soldered into this board, and I've got to desolder the shields and remove them. 
uh, so I can get to the components that need to be desoldered and removed. So it's going to be a little challenging for me, but um, I'm determined to, to get this TV, and I'm pretty confident I can do it. I just got to do a lot of research, watch a lot of videos, and have a lot of guts. Yeah, that's part of the fun, man. It really that's is. That's part of the fun. And when you're done, you're going to be so satisfied with it. Well, I cannot wait because num number one, I cannot wait to get my room back because this my room is a right. complete you disaster. Know, that, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a table in the middle of my room with with my my opened up TV on it and my soldering stuff out, my tools out. So I, I haven't and I I'm the type of person I can't come in here and play games and enjoy the room when it's in this condition. Right. So I, I everything's on hold right now until I get this project complete. So I'm very much, I'm very eager to get this underway or, you know, to complete this project or further uh, make these repairs and make the videos and get them out and get it all done and get it set up and get everything turned on and the way I want it. So I'm, I'm getting a little impatient because, because I, it's so hard to find free time to do that with my work schedule and my kids and everything else. And I'm, I'm pretty much limited to weekends at this point. I don't have any time during the week. To play with it too much because you got to set everything up, get the soldering irons heated up, get kind of in the mood, get the camera set up, and I can't do that after work, after dinner, that kind of thing. It's just too late. So, right. and then there's you know finding free time on the weekends sometimes is even difficult. But anyway, regardless yeah, of all that, last weekend you were booked for sure because we were trying to squeeze this podcast in. Mm -hmm. You're a busy man, and it's playoff season. So, <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, real quick, we're not a we're not a sports podcast. Oh but my gosh! Me and you were texting back and forth during that Bills Kansas City game. What a I've, uh, we were we were both pulling for the Bills. And we were because right? uh, me I got a local connection to the quarterback. Um, Josh Allen went to high school uh, about. It's 40 miles from where I live. I can't say I've seen a bunch of his games when he was in. I did see one, even though, to be honest, I really wasn't paying attention because he was just some high school kid. I was there for work. But I did notice him. I was like, boy, that kid's a big kid. You know, he's a big strapping lad. He had a cannon, you know. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, whoa. It was pretty cool. Like, I, I watched him for uh, probably a series or two, and then I, I don't know, I started eating nachos or something. But, um, <laughs> <clears throat> but we were both really pulling for this guy, and man, I tell you, I, I mean, barring injury, you know, because that can always ruin these kind of things, um, I have really looked forward to, like, this is going to probably be the next Manning and Brady. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. going to be Mahomes and Allen. And yeah, there's, you know, you got you got that guy in San Diego, there's a couple other young dudes in the league. Uh, of course, Lamar Jackson's still a big dude in uh, Baltimore, but man, just to watch these two guys go back and forth, and, um, oh, it was the most the, uh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. One of the most exciting playoff games I've ever seen. And my wife and myself and my son, Bobby, were in the living room jumping up and down and biting her nails. And it was just so exciting. Yeah. And they were so fun to watch play. And I, I really like Mahomes as well. He's such a classy guy. I do, guy. yeah. And he's so, exactly. He deserves all the success that he's getting. He's yeah. got class. He's got, um, and I'm a big Andy Reid fan too, so I I like uh, to see Andy Reid. You know, mm -hmm. like he was the you know the coach for the Chiefs. He he done so well in Philly, but he never really got his you know got over the hump. And uh, even though I'm a Raiders fan and I'm supposed to hate the Chiefs, you know I don't really have those feelings anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it just I just kind of just enjoy the sport. Yeah. I, I do enjoy my team, but 
you know, I don't have like that dreaded rival no more. It doesn't really matter to me. You know, I'm, I'm fantasy football. Every one of these guys are my players at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, it's just it was so fun to watch that game. It was sad that, you know, it came down to kind of how it did. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, obviously, if you're a Chiefs fan, it was awesome. You know what I mean? Um, the Chiefs actually lost that way a couple years back when uh, Mahomes first got to his first championship game against mm-hmm. Brady. And it went to overtime, and Brady just went right down and scored. And uh, back then, uh, the Chiefs were the ones saying, hey, everybody should have the ball at least once, no matter if you score a TD or not. And the league kind of voted it down. And then here it worked into their favor. So um, I understand the health concerns with football. You can't play forever. I'm not quite sure it should be decided on a coin flip. Maybe uh, the road team gets the ball first because the home field advantage kind of thing or something. Maybe, you know, there might be a more fair way for that to work. Yeah. Somebody flipping a coin, but, um, you know, uh, maybe both teams get the ball no matter what, you know, one time it doesn't matter if the one guy, but at some point these games got to end, you know what I mean? Like you can't have them playing five, six overtimes. I mean, that's not fair to them the next week. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. they're gonna go, they're gonna go into next week and play against the Bengals, and they played on Saturday, so it's not gonna be really that fair. But uh, it is what it is. It was a great game, and it was fun texting back and forth and to see your excitement. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But but that's what that's one thing that was distracting me from my uh, from our podcasting and my current project as well. But you know, it's the playoffs. It's once a year. You got you got to watch them if yep. you're any kind of a Enjoy football it while fan. It's happening, right. And it's it's a great time to be watching. Football. I mean, there's been lots of rule changes and some politics and some discouraging things. But when you watch them just yep. play and see these athletes pour their heart into um, their talents, it's just it it is exciting and fun. So I'm not the biggest sports fan, but um, football is probably the one sport that I do watch uh, quite a bit. I used to be baseball, but I don't get baseball on my TV anymore. But so uh, and my son's really gotten into football, so it's kind of fun to watch it with him. And my wife's always liked football as well, so it, it is fun to gather around TV as a family and, and watch, you know, football. Yeah. So, yeah, you get distracted from the world for a couple hours, you know. Exactly. You watch a game, you know what I mean? Right. So anyway, look forward to that uh, third or maybe fourth video uh, for my television repair right. coming we soon. We should but... go uh, quadruple overtime, five, six <laughs> videos, man. Keep it going. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how it turns out, but we'll we'll probably talk about that a little bit more uh, in our discussion here. So let's get right into the main topic, I guess. Um, so we had talked about picking our top five, um, I guess, best pickups from last year. Uh, do you want to start with uh, your number five, Chris? Yeah, sure. Um, my number five. Now, granted that this isn't about value, at least not my, mine. Uh, my list isn't about my, my most valuable pickups or any of these are just my favorite pickups. So that's kind of what, how I'm structuring my list. Yeah. Okay? Same here. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's, these are just the things that I really, am happy to pick up. I really enjoy it. They bring me a lot of joy and you know, it's kind of what, uh, hunting's all about. Right. Yep. So, yep. uh, my number one or my number five is, uh, and it's the smallest, uh, it's just a little alien matchbook. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I, I had picked this up. At, um, I would went to this uh, estate sale. It was a great estate sale. I, I got a, a couple of uh, – oh, I got a Sears catalog from it and, and, like, all kinds of, like, trinkets and just – you know, er, this lady, she was uh, – you know, I talking to the people who was running it. Uh, the, there was actually the family. They were talking about their mother, and uh, she was a uh, – 
you know, like to call her a hoarder is not really nice because she did have some goals. She was going to, like, open up her own antique store at some point. I guess never got around to it. But she was really good. Everything was organized and well-kept, and it looked nice. The house was nice. Everything was in bags or whatever. But uh, remember, I, I got you, uh, I believe I got you a Star Wars glass from that. Mm-hmm. I, think. I think so, yeah, yeah. I think so. So, yeah, it, it was just really nice. But anyways, I was going through this... Um, there was kind of a thing, like, I guess it probably started maybe in the 50s or 60s, probably 50s, where, uh, you know, travelers, whenever they would, you know, travel, they'd stop in a motel or whatever, and they would grab a matchbook. And I guess it became one of those things where, you know, you brought it home, it was like a souvenir, you put it in an old uh, jar, and my grandparents had them. They were not collectors in any way, but they had this old jar of matchbooks. They were practical about it, though. If they needed matches, they'd grab one. It wasn't really about preserving it. Mm-hmm. It just what is what it was. You know, it was something that when they were younger, it was fun. Um, so they had all these different matchbooks. Well, this lady must have done the same thing. It's kind of that forgotten, you know, like those boomer era. Well, I don't even know if they're boomers, but whatever that era is called. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They, when they were adults in the 50s and the 60s. Um they, uh, you know, she, so she had this big bag of matches and I looked at it and like, ugh, like there's no, I know I'm going to look through these for nothing. I didn't even know what I was looking for. And I just kind of like glanced through it really quick. I spread them out on the table and right there was the, an alien, um, promo matchbook. So this is, uh, from the year the movie was released and, uh, on the inside it has a t-shirt offer. So you could uh, send in. It only cost $6, and that was including shipping. And uh, it expired uh, December 1980, so you had to get it in before then. Uh, so it is expired, so I can't send it in now. And um, it was just really cool, and it, and it really got a lot of buzz on uh, on my social medias. Uh, people, I don't know, it was just like it, it really resonated with people. I got a you know, couple... Uh, I, you could see the analytics on Twitter, and it was like something like 150,000 people had clicked on it just to look at it. And I don't know, it was just kind of neat, you know. So that was my number five. That's cool. And I expect that you will put that on our Discord, the picture of it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw that. That's, that was really cool. When I saw that, I had never seen that before. And I was like, that is a really neat find. Because uh, Alien is one of my favorite movies of all time. And. To have that obscure little kind of trinket from from that era and from the movie is really cool. So, so my number five is uh, a random find at a Goodwill that I was not expecting, and it might be one of my best finds um, from a Goodwill, and that is a in the box complete speaking spell. So I was just in the local Goodwill in my um, in Denton, which is a I don't know why that's relevant, but it's it's the, the closest one to my house. And me and Bobby went in there just to look for books and VHS tapes and whatnot. And I just go over to like where the board game piles are, which is usually just a bunch of ratty, you know, not too old board games, like more modern ones and and puzzles and stuff like that. And I saw that speaking spell. And I was like, wait a minute, is that really a, a, an original speaking spell in the box? So I pick it up, and sure enough. It's got the headphone jack in there. It's got the manual. It's got all the inserts. And I pulled it out, and it was in pristine condition. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I grabbed that thing. It was like five bucks. It was just thrown in the pile. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. in fact, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna edit this out. I'm going to go grab it and, and play it on the mic so you guys can hear yeah, it. Yeah, do it, so please. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. I'm back. I'm opening the box up now. 
and I will absolutely put a picture of this on the Discord and show all the, the contents inside. But yeah, I, I just could not get over that I found this. Um, Texas Instruments for ages seven and up. The Remarkable Talking Learning Aid with Electronic Voice and Brain, it says on the box. So, <laughs> all right, I'm pulling it out now. So you guys will probably, anybody who had a speaking spell or had a friend that had a speaking spell will be very familiar with these these sounds right here. Uh, or if that? you ever watched E.T. E -O -N -X -C. So I just was always, as a kid, I always loved this synthesized voice stuff. Like that's why, one of the reasons why I loved like um, certain arcade games that had like, um, what's it, is it Zork? Is that what it's called? That that arcade game yeah, with all the speech uh, in it. Um, right. No, no also, not Zork. Robo, does a Robo Robotron? Doesn't it with the evil? Auto yes, Robotron no? does. Tron so, did. Right. Uh, obviously, Star Wars Arcade did. Um, right. uh, Berserk, Intruder Alert, Intruder Berserk. Alert. I yeah, always yeah, loved yeah, yeah. that. That's what I was thinking. Electronic Berserk. kind of sound uh, or or synthesized voice in games and stuff like that. So I always really liked just. I don't know why. It's just some. I always thought it was super cool. So there's there's the sound effects right there. I, I threw I threw in. Well, there was that one movie too that had uh, was it Matthew Broderick in it? Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, war games. Where he starts a yeah war games where he yeah. starts a nuclear war and yes they do. How can he talk? It's not a real voice. Uh, this box just interprets signals from the computer and turns them into sound. Shall we play a game? It was talking to it. like even ET had the speaking spell in it, so it, it's a really cool sound, man. Yeah, and uh, it's also reminiscent of a uh, certain um, right. ninety eighty <laughs> synthesizer right, kind of sound. <laughs> All right, so that's that is my number five, and again, I'll, I'll show the a picture of this on the Discord with the uh, the contents and the manual and the whole nine yards, and it it was just a great find. I, I just couldn't believe it. I just stumbled upon it. It doesn't happen too often anymore. You know, especially at Goodwills, they seem to know what they have, no, and that's a fantastic price. Yeah, and they often these days they, yeah. they 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 think they're big shots. They got like the glass, right. and they have a couple of things with, that are like kind of collectible. So you would expect something oh, yeah. like that would be in with the, with that stuff, but it was just laying there in a pile. I was like, okay, so. Well, they even have their own eBay style website. Yeah. So just, I, I'm shocked that that was just left like that. That definitely slipped through the cracks. Now, I, I admit I did not – I have no idea if this has any value. I don't really care. But I, I don't know if this is real rare to find this in the box. But I, I would imagine. Complete like that? I, yeah. I haven't seen them. So. Yeah. So I, I, I found a couple of uh, speaking spells. Uh, I, I have two. Um, one is probably the earlier version. And one uh, was like the re-release in like the mid-'80s. So they're both old. But uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I've seen a boxed one before, so that's pretty cool. That's probably at least, you know, if we're talking value, uh, can't imagine it's less than a hundred bucks. I'm trying to see what uh, where the date. Whoops, I'm trying to see what the date is on this thing. Um, let me see here. Probably seventy-eight or eighty, maybe. Um, let's see here. I'm looking at the back of the box. Oh, here it is. Uh, seventy-eight. Well, nine, it yeah. says copyright 1978-1980 by Texas Instruments. So this is 1980, I guess? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been the re-release. They, they might have released one in 78. It could actually still be the original one, though, because sometimes, uh, like uh, my uh, my Millennium Falcon, it's the same Falcon, but um, they re-released it during Return of the Jedi and changed the 
they changed the box, but it's still the same. Everything's still the same. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you, even even the Star Wars figures themselves, um, if you look at their the little dates on them, I mean, you can get a a Return of the Jedi Darth Vader, and it, and I'm pretty sure he'll still have 1977 on his leg. Right. It could change the city or something, but either way, it, it's still a cool find, man. Really cool. Yep. All right. So what's your number four? All right, my number four. Uh, I I went into this store in um, in Los Angeles. It's called Game Hogs. Uh, it, I guess the the guy was a former collector, but I'm I, I have the feeling he he's still a collector because his prices like he's not looking to sell anything. <laughs> like he had a lot of stuff though, and like some of the stuff was just sitting out. Like I'm like, wow, that's a very expensive item just to be where people can handle it. You know what I mean? Like it's a thousand dollar box game just kind of sitting there on a shelf when wow. just right in the open like anybody could just grab it and touch it and drop it i don't know like i i, I could never have it would be behind glass for sure if that was my store but so i kept like grabbing items taking it to them grabbing you know how much for this how much I, everything was just like either 10 percent above ebay or more um so i kept just looking around and finally i spotted something behind the counter um, he had a little Atari section, and um, he had some box Atari games, and one of them was uh, the original Mario Brothers, and uh, that was one I've kind of been wanting. I don't want a ton of box games in Atari. You know, there's so many games. It'd, it'd be a lot to have them all, but I definitely have a nice curated collection of Atari box games, and that was one that I had been looking for, and uh, there it was, and he, and he only wanted 50 bucks for it, which to me, like, I didn't even look it up. I was like, oh, that sounds reasonable. Um, for so for a box? A box version? Yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. 50 I, bucks. I, I, I think they go for like $80, $90, uh, maybe even more now, but, at the, you know, this was, you know, last year, but. I think I paid 25 for the just for the cart. Just the cart. Yes, right, yeah. So yeah. when he said 50 bucks, I was like, wow, I'm just going to buy this before he changes his mind or whatever. Um, so I actually, I ended up getting another item there too. I, something else slipped through the cracks, but that was the one I was really excited about. Cause you know, like I, I, you know, obviously I have a thing for Nintendo and, uh, and I love Atari. So this is kind of neat. Like, you know, the one or two times they combined forces. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. I, I love that so. game. I had that, uh, I had the 2600 version of that back when I was a kid. So I, I, yeah, the first time I played the game was just in the arcade. Me and my friend Arthur, we used to play it. And uh, when it when we uh, when I got a Nintendo, we would rent it uh, from my local store. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun with that. And so you know, it's you know, it's one of those score games where you're just trying to get as far as you can, get as many points as you can. Yeah, it's 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 actually a pretty good version of it. Yeah, I I know it's amazing considering the limitations. You know, yeah, it's pretty good. But anyway, that's uh, my number four pickup. Cool. Well, my number four pickup is the Mask Gator. Um, the mask toy line, and uh, yeah. this was the only one that I had as a kid, and I had been looking for this for for years, and I had seen it a couple of times in retro shops, and it, it was always either busted or was it was in bad shape, and then I found another retro shop I went in last year, and I saw it sitting there, and it was in really good shape, and the uh, the figure was with it, with the helmet and everything. Now, it's not complete. It doesn't have the gun on top, and it doesn't have the barrel. But I, I can probably get those items off, you know, eBay or whatever. Uh, and I, I'd even be okay with, like, a 3D-printed version if I had to of the gun, especially. 
But the barrel that goes in the back of the Jeep, I believe, was wooden, if I'm not mistaken, like a little wooden barrel, um, if I'm remembering right. But I still need to get those two items to make it complete. But if you're familiar with the Gator, it opens up, and the it's an orange Jeep, and it opens up, and the, a boat shoots out. And the problem you usually find if you find these out in the wild is it doesn't stay shut. The little mechanism that holds it shut kind of wears out, and it, it won't snap shut. But this one snapped shut really well, and the boat stayed in there, and that's what sold me on it. And it was it was not that expensive. It was like $20 or $25, and I'd seen it for like 40 bucks everywhere else. So this was not only the best the best one I had found, it was also the cheapest one as well. So uh, for, after looking for this thing for years and seeing you know versions of it that were kind of busted up and finally stumbling upon it last year... I was very excited to finally have this uh, this toy in my collection. So it's the one, like I said, the one mask toy that I had, and I always liked it. And um, I'm looking at it right now on my shelf. So that was a real good find from last year. Dude, that's a cool find. I, I love that cartoon. That was uh, one of my favorite cartoons. I had to get up early in the morning to watch it because it was one of those uh, weekday syndicated shows, for, and at least in my area. And uh, it was worth it. Um, I didn't normally get up. I think it came on at 7 o'clock in my area, which isn't really early, but, you know, when you're kind of like a you know, wake up at the last minute, I, you know, school didn't start to you know, 8, 8.30, something like Well, I guess it was 8 o'clock, so. But I had to get up earlier if I wanted to be showered and be ready for school or something like that. But anyways, I just remember, like, getting up early, watching Mask, and just loving it. Kind of mad that it wasn't an after-school cartoon. <laughs> like, dude. But, yeah, uh, it it was definitely a great cartoon. I think it only lasted one season. Yeah, uh, I feel like it shame. did. Yeah, I know. And I, I remember but, I got the I got the motorcycle. It was like a a motorcycle that also turned into a helicopter. I forgot the name of that one, but yeah, it was green, right? Uh, I think so, or yellow. I, I can't remember. I think I got the little dude yep. around here. Yep. But um, you know, it was a great cartoon, and they were great toys. They were really, really well put together toys, and I always liked the scale of them. They were a little bit smaller than like start like the regular Star Wars and uh, GI Joe size. Um, but I just always liked the size of them. They were kind of like a, a unique, I guess, scale compared to other toys. Um, so yeah, they were a great toy line, and they were it was a great cartoon. They had a, a comic book as well. But yeah, it was very short-lived, unfortunately. But a lot, most people our age really have fond memories of Mask. Yeah, it, it's it's a shame that that cartoon and the toy line didn't get further along than it did. But um, it was awesome, man. I mean, it's it took you know it's kind of building off the Transformers. I to me, I always thought it was like a marriage of like GI Joe and Transformers. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yep. it's kind of cool like that. So great concept. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll move on to my number three. Um, this was the year I finally finished up my, um, my uh, Mario, my Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt collection. I was going <laughs> yep. for 650 of them and shelves full and that's, that's a done deal. But, um, at the beginning of the year, uh, somebody on Instagram had, uh, contacted me and, and he lives in Korea and he asked me if I knew of anything about, um, it's, a. <laughs> Well, it's called uh, Hyundai Cowboy was the distributor in Korea. Um, it's like in um, in some uh, European areas, territories, or whatever regions, uh, Mattel released um, NES. So 
in, uh, they were the distributors, and uh, I think even in Canada, like you'll get some of the Canadian NES boxes, and they'll say Mattel on them. So different regions, different people uh, would would be the distributor for Nintendo. Like in America, Nintendo distributed their own stuff. They had Nintendo of America, but in Korea, um, a company called Hyundai Cowboy uh, was the distributor, and um, these carts are really hard to find. They they on the label they'll say Korean version. Um, some European wow. some European titles will say uh, European version. There's also a Spanish version. They'll say like Espanol version or whatever. There's an Italian version. So I have all the various versions uh, from the different territories of the super. You know, for the super. I, I, that was something that I kind of like. I, I didn't start off thinking that when I started this uh, crazy deal, but at some point I was like, you know what? I like to get all the variants too. You know, the just. The different territories, you know what I mean. So I thought that was that'd be yeah, kind of fun, yeah. the little label. But they they look the same for the most part, um, you know the the combo cards. Anyways, this Korean version is super rare, super hard to find. You look it up on eBay, you don't see nothing. Even finding it online, you, there's very few things about it. Um, it's really only for the niche collector, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And uh, that's me. So he uh, he's like, you know, I I. You know, I don't really know even know how to price it, and you know, I, he wasn't trying to play that role on me either. It it really is hard to kind of. It could be worth five thousand dollars. It could be worth fifty. All I know is I can't find another one. So we settled for like hundred and fifty bucks, which I know sounds insane, but it didn't matter. You know, I flipped a couple of eBay items. He was happy. I was happy. Um, definitely happier than his initial thought. He was a little higher on that, and I just kind of was like, well. He goes, you know what? I want to do it. And how about for this? And I was like, I don't know. It came all the way from Korea, too. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, a little sidebar, because I'm going to kind of cheat on this list a little bit. The other thing that I got this year, and I kind of forgot to even uh, talk about it or even put it in my notes. Um, somebody who had sent me some super, like, I got some random package. Some Sometimes I didn't even know who they came from. I mean, I don't know if they asked me under a different id or i i don't know what their names were some of them sent they didn't even have return addresses on them so i'd get these packages that had you know the super mario duck hunt carts in them and uh one of them um came and it smelled really bad like cigars so i kind of like let it air out and then uh i thought you know i need to open them up and kind of clean them on the inside and as i open it up i'm looking at the label and it had a misprint on it so that's actually, uh, I'm going to say they're both my number three. Yeah, the, the stamp has a double stamp on it. It looks weird when you look at it, and I caught my attention. I was like, whoa, I've never. And then it made me go through all my games just to look to see if I, I, out of, I got a, at least, a, I don't know, close to, well, definitely over a 1,000 NES carts can, you know, with my, my near full set plus the variants plus, you know, the box games plus all the Mario duck hunts. <laughs> and this is the only one I got out of all those. So I feel like I got a pretty decent sample size. Wow. I've never seen another one. So that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Have, so have you uh, done any research online to see if anybody's ever had a double stamp? Uh, I, I don't see them. I mean, I, I know that I've heard of uh, some, you know, I have a misprint. Like um, I have a, um, a UN squadron that was uh, when they put the label on, they put it on upside down. So there's there's threads for that, like upside down labels. Um, 
Uh, I don't really. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying this is a one of one situation here. I'm just saying I don't. Yeah. I don't see them. I looked around and I didn't notice a lot of misstamps. I mean, since Nintendo Age went down, there's a lot of information that's just gone. Yeah. Which is kind of sad because that place that would have been the first place I would have went to. With right. It. Um, there is the video game Sage, which is kind of like a lot of the same guys from it, but I just kind of never got into the site. Um. You know, maybe I should look into it and post it on there and show everybody. But at the time, I kind of felt awkward about it because I was like, I, I don't want to make too much of a big deal out of it because I don't want the guy to feel bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I don't even know who to thank. It, 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 it just had like a regular name and I didn't want to be like, hey, you know, John Smith from Kentucky. <laughs> you know, like I don't I don't know if they want to even yes, they didn't put their. I couldn't track it down, so I don't even know who sent it. So whoever you were, I appreciate you, and uh, you sent it to the right place. So that's Anyways, really that's cool. I'm I'm eager to see that picture, uh, to see what that looks like. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll put all this stuff up for sure. That's cool. All right. Well, my number three is uh, my uh, Sears Telegames Super Pong Four console. So this is another one of those things I got free from a customer. So this story goes like this. Um, Sometime well before last year, it was probably a year and a half ago um, or, or more, I was at a customer's house and I do my little thing where if I see something of interest uh, in someone's basement or attic, I will say, hey, you know, I, I noticed you have this or that. Um, if you ever want to throw that away, let me know because I collect that kind of stuff. Um, and that has worked for me so many times. So I see this Sears uh, Super Pong 4 in the box in this guy's basement. Yeah, it's boxed. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I collect retro video games. That's really cool. That's, that's wow, that's, you know, if, you ever, if you're ever going to get rid of that or something, just, just give me a call. Let me know. You got my card kind of thing. Um, he's right. like, okay, you know, I, I'll, I don't have any interest in that, but let me, you know, let me talk to my son. I think it's his and not, you know. So I never heard from the guy. So all of a sudden, like months and months and months later, he just texted me or maybe he called me and just said, hey, remember that thing you saw in my basement? Well, you can come pick it up. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'll be in the area tomorrow. Just put it on your front porch and I'll come by and pick it up. And sure enough, I drove by the next day and it was sitting on the front porch. <laughs> I just ran up and grabbed it and I got a, a free Sears uh, Telegames Super Pong 4. So this is one of the... I, first of all, I love the Sears Telegames line. I love collecting those Atari games. I have the Sears Telegames 2600 in the box that I got from an estate sale. I've got a bunch of Sears yep. Telegames in the box that I got from that same estate sale. So I just love the look with the green letters and the wood grain. Yeah. I just love the Sears Telegames. And I love Sears as a kid. It was one of the stores that I went to with my I father. Did too. So let's celebrate. Put on your Sunday best, kids. We're going to Sears. They had they yeah. sold Craftsman, and my father was a tool guy, so I just have a lot of yeah. memories of, yeah. of going to Sears, and I just love that I that you can collect these variants for Atari. It's just so cool to me, and I got this awesome Super Pong Four now on my desk here, right next to my Radio Shack television, and it's it doesn't work real well because this it takes batteries. Um, it also yeah. it came with the with the uh, power supply. But it almost it almost caught my room on fire because I plugged it oh. in. It was one of those big bricks, you know, that you plug in. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't start up. And I was like, oh, this thing doesn't work. So I went 
into the um, kitchen and I started looking for some D batteries and came out to my retro room and the whole room stunk. It smelled like something was burning. Oh, no. I was like, what is that? What is that? So I'm, I'm like, oh, shoot. So I went and grabbed and unplugged it. It was so hot. I couldn't even touch it. So the power supply was just shorted out and it was like burning. I'm glad I caught it because it was, oh, it, prob- yeah, it probably would have caught on fire. And you went to bed or something? Oh, exactly. So that's, that's a lesson that I already knew, but I kind of relearned that you always turn your stuff off and leave your stuff unplugged if you can. So now most of my stuff is in power strips and I will hit the little switch on there and turn everything off and not leave everything on and plugged in. Especially with older televisions and old consoles, you don't want to do that anyway. So right. anyway, it, it does work. Uh, it's a little finicky. The the dials that control on the controllers probably need to be cleaned up a little bit, but it's not something. I'm not going to sit here and play Pong. It's just really cool for a display item in my room. It's just yeah. It's a and plus it's box. That looks really yeah, cool. But, and I love the look of it. You, in your generosity, you sent me the Pac Man, uh, yes. the box Pac Man. Yep. that. And man, I love it. And that thing looks so clean. I, I got it in a nice box protector. It's one of my favorite favorite things for sure. Awesome. And, um, yeah. Well, that, that estate sale. That was a great lot that you oh know, I know it was gosh. a different deal, but man, that was a great pickup. My, a cus- that's another customer point, uh, tipped me off. He, I, I, was ne- I was never interested in estate sales, and really I'm not to this day, unless it's something that is brought to my attention. I don't go, I don't go looking for that stuff. I don't have time for that. But a customer uh, texted me a link to this estate sale that was in kind of in the area. And, uh, it, he had pictures of all these, uh, the, the inboxed, I'm sorry, the inbox Sears Telegames 2600 and all these boxed games. And I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff looks so minty. So I took off work that morning, the next morning, and I went and waited in line. And I was the first one there. And I had never really been in an experience like that. And I, you know, next thing you know, all these other people were pulling up and they're taking, they're giving out numbers. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So... I was the first one in, and I went right for that Sears, you know, Sears lot, and I asked how much they wanted. I think it was it was a little more than I thought it was going to be. It was it was like two hundred, two hundred and thirty bucks, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But I was like, oh yeah, I, I said I'll, I'll. I didn't even want to argue. I didn't want to haggle. I just wanted to get it, and get out of there, oh, and and, yeah. and and go to work. <laughs> and I was so excited because this stuff was so in such good shape, and even the box. For the Atari Twenty Six Hundred is just there's one little scratch on it, but it's it's like in mint condition. So it was one of the best uh, lots I've ever found. It was really cool. But that was that was not last year. That's why it's not in my right, list. Right, right. <laughs> but still, it's still a cool footnote. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's good stuff. So that's my number three. All right. So my number two. Uh, again, I was in LA. There's this one store called uh, A and J's. I think A and J's Electronics or A and J. No, A and J Games, I believe. Um, it's a place that Curtis had tipped me off to uh, a few years back, and uh, I've gone to him a few times. Um, his store is kind of like right up my alley. It's very cluttered, very dusty. There's a lot of stuff in it. It's a lot of stuff packed in a very small space. There's really not a lot of room to move around. And that's my style too, but, yep. Yeah, a lot of stuff slips through the cracks. You know, you go into those neon stores or those great display cases. Yeah, those are cool, but these guys, they know what they got. This guy, he knows what he got too, but he is very easy to deal with. He's very reasonable. Um I imagine he you used to be able to get a lot of stuff cheaper from him before he probably got you know beat a bunch of times and then learned about eBay from his probably from his employees. But still, 
even to this day, I picked up something from them recently, very good price and everything. But this particular uh, trip, um, I went in there. Uh, he had a box Contra, and even though I, you know, I already have one, and so I was like, ah, it's cool. But I looked, I was like, wow, that's like in fantastic condition. So I, you know, I thought, right, let me, you know, can I see it? So he shows it to me, and of course he starts really talking it up to the condition, and um, you know, he wanted 300 bucks for it. That's you know a little. It's actually a good price, especially if you look at market and everything. But, you know, I, I was hoping it wasn't going to be that much. But, um, you know, I'm looking at it. It's just fantastic condition. Perfect. So, I, I you know, I was like, well, would you take, uh, you know, would you take 200 And he's like, no, I really can't. I'm thinking about getting it graded. And, you know, I, he wasn't stringing me along. He's just being honest. And mm -hmm. um, so I thought, all right. So I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. So I went to the car and I sat there for a minute. I thought, you know what? I got mine. I, you know, I started looking up at some completed sales. I was like, I could just sell mine off, which would absorb most of the cost. So I went back in. I thought, you know what? Hey, how about 250 and He goes, ah, I really just can't go down anything. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm willing to negotiate, but I just, I, I, I really, I probably shouldn't even sell it. And then I was like, ugh, you know, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to say no. You know, I said fine. I, I slept on it because uh, we, we were there in town or whatever. I stayed in the night, you know. Right. So, um, I, I, all night I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what, that thing is so nice. Even if I thought of it as an investment, I could buy it and probably double my money if I wanted just to flip it. You know, it's like, what am I doing? Why am I, you know, I'm, I'm playing with house money right now. Like, I, I had money from yard sales and stuff. Like, this was like free money. You know, I wasn't really dipping into my paycheck here. It's like, why am I haggling? So I went there right when they opened. And now I'm kind of like, oh, man, what if it's not there? <laughs> what if it's sold? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, what if he just changed his mind? Because I really felt like he was on the, he was getting ready to just take it out. I could tell, like it was in his, I could see it like going through his mind. Like, you know what? I don't even want to sell this. Um, cause he's probably thinking it's worth thousands. You know what I mean? Right. And he might be right in this condition. It would probably grade very high. It's not sealed, but I mean, it's as close to it. Everything's in it bag, all the inserts, everything. I mean, it is like, it's like I went into a time machine and got my, birthday present because <laughs> I, I got that and uh, my, my grandmother bought me that in, in um, Castlevania for my birthday the year I bought my Nintendo so I said I, you know I'm, I'm gonna get it so I went back waited you know finally the door opens go in went straight to it then he, he wasn't even in there it was his employee which I wasn't quite sure how to feel about it the good thing is he did have a price tag next to it so it wasn't really he didn't have to call or nothing so mm -hmm. I'm like yeah I'm gonna take it you know I bought it, got home, ended up selling mine for like two hundred bucks. So oh. I felt like yeah, I paid a hundred bucks for it. Um, I mean, really, it's I didn't really pay anything for it. But I mean, technically speaking, I'm in a hundred bucks on it, and it's I keep seeing the prices just go up on. But I don't care. It's 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 what I wanted for the collection, and it's like my favorite NES game. I ended up getting one of those acrylic cases for it, so now it's like really into mm. you know it's not it's not in like a wada thing or nothing like that, but you know a, a friend of mine he uh, he you know he sells them you know they 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 fit real snug. That's so, so they're cool. not going to move around in there, so it's like really preserved really nicely. But anyway, so that's my number two. Very cool. All right, well my number two is for my wife's birthday, I bought her a. Of retro stereo with a very nice Hitachi automatic record player. I forgot what it's called when the when the arm is in the lid and it's got a laser on it and it detects the where the record starts and the tracks and everything. 
I think it's called like a linear yeah, arm or something like that. Bill Bill knows what it what it's called because he he pointed it out. <laughs> but um, I bought her a nice stereo for the living room and uh, the record player and some really nice speakers. And I, I just it, it's so cool to have that set up in the living room now. I've always had you know I've had a retro stereo in my room for a while with a record player and a tape deck and the CD player and everything. Um, so far, she's just got the receiver and the nice speakers and the uh, record player. But it's just so fun because now she's really getting into collecting records, and she's got a little like a wooden crate next to the TV now and the stereo with her records in it. And uh, it's just it's just so fun. Like for, for example, uh, Christmas we were wrapping gifts, and I had bought her um, the Dolly Parton Kenny Rogers Christmas album from the '80s as an early Christmas yeah. present. And we put that on when we were wrapping gifts at night. And it was just, and she was singing every song and she's just all smiles. And it's just so, it's been so fun to kind of have her involved in the, the vinyl collecting. And we watched a collector's show uh, with you guys on it and the VHS show and everything. And it's just, it's fun to have her involved in it as well. And to have that stereo in the living room and to come home from work sometimes and have her listening to her Beatles records and everything, it just brings me a lot of joy. So that has been really fun, a fun addition, even though it's not really mine, it's not in my collection, uh, because it's kind of... Yeah, what's yours is hers, and hers is yours, Yeah, and it's, and she's, uh, it's really fun for us to bond over this, um, vinyl collecting and, and, and music again, and we, you know, we've been together for so long, a lot of our musical tastes are different, but at the same time, they're kind of mingled together, um, we have a lot of bands that we like together, but she she's really into like the Beatles and I think it's called Electric Light Orchestra. I, I'm not really familiar with that, yeah. but she ELO, ELO, yeah, she's really into that and yeah. and you know Paul McCartney and she picked up a couple Michael Jackson records like from our childhood, like the the beat. I'm sorry, the Thriller album and Thriller. and Bad, yeah. um, and just yeah. putting those on. It's just so fun listening to that that 80s pop stuff with her and reminiscing about our our teenage years and everything. So. That is my my number two pickup from last year. Well, that's that's fantastic, man. Um, so this is my absolute favorite pickup this year or this last year, and it it I don't know, man. It rivals any pickup I've ever made. And again, like this is more of an emotional thing, but I I guess there's also value to it as well. But um, uh, I kind of got a late start this particular day which sometimes that's bad sometimes it's good but there was this estate sale um in uh, this older part of towns referred to as the tower district and um at one time it was very prestigious there's a lot of like i mean for lack of better terms a lot of mansions there you know like they're they're really nice huge homes definitely uh, if you lived in this area you you had something going for you mm-hmm. um now you know this actually these areas that i'm talking about uh, this particular area it has definitely been kept up like there was a time where you probably could have got in there cheap not anymore now the prices have caught back up um you know wealthy hipsters are moving into the area mm-hmm. you know redoing them it's really nice i mean it's very nice anyways this house was dated for sure i mean you could tell they hadn't changed the carpet since the 80s but it was really nice i mean it was a cool house very cool house um well i when i went there uh you know you know i I was looking for vhs was kind of like the main thing i was looking for and uh right off the bat i found some you know some home recordings and stuff and i really wasn't putting a lot of stock into it because you know, your home recordings are really hit and miss. I mean, if they're recorded off of HBO, there's not really a lot of value in them. If they're dubbed, they're almost worthless. You know, if it's like they rented it from the rental store and dubbed it, they, they, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But uh, what you're hoping for is uh, the tape that has the commercials on it. And, um, you know, like original broadcasts, or even if they were rebroadcast, like 90s, 80s, you know. That's what I, I'm actually really hoping for, is that era of um, tape. And um, uh, what caught my eye was uh, I was upstairs, and there was uh, these three tapes that said Fresno, um, the miniseries. Well, it was the min- there was a miniseries in the early 80s that had Carol Burnett in it, and it was called Fresno. It was kind of a almost kind of a spoof off of Dallas, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, a, it, you know, my hometown is Fresno. And um, so it, it was, it was interesting. Cause you know, this, it, like this stuff never made it to, um, to other, it never made it to any other format. It was never released on VHS. It was never released on DVDs, not on any streaming services. So you kind of just have to have these old home recordings. Right. Right. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know? And then, so when I, I, the house was kind of like a maze, there was all kinds of little different rooms and side rooms and everything. So I made it to the back and there was a whole bunch of tapes there. And of course they're all home recordings. And I, I saw like a Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and I saw an Ewok Adventure and a couple other tapes. So I thought, you know what, I'll just grab them. I mean, they're probably, I don't want them, but you know, you never know. You can get lucky. Um, so I ended up making a deal with the lady and I bought them. Um, so I got home and I was really kind of uh, anxious to put these Fresno tapes in because I thought, you know, like, man, if they have the commercials, that'd be kind of cool. But. You know, I was really just wanting to see what the quality was, how it looked. Just even having the series was kind of cool because then I can kind of watch something. I I watched it with my parents as a kid. So I put it on, and right off the bat, it started with a commercial. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) So I I fast-forward it, and, you know, so now the show's on. So I fast-forward through the show, boom, commercials. And then I was like, oh, if these have commercials... Then I I was like, where's that Empire and the Ewok? And, you know, I was looking around and put them on, man. And they're all like flawless recordings, all with commercials. Oh my gosh. And uh and and you know, and it goes beyond just that because it's like, yeah, that would be cool just as it is. And the the original broadcast, because you know, I could date it with like um sometimes there'd be a news break in there that would talk about like you know boris yeltsin or well, i don't know whoever who, uh, president reagan did the, the today or it would have us somebody died or the or the commercial would be promo like a movie's coming out friday so then i'd look it up you know when that movie come out oh boom now i know exactly when this was yep, yep. i could back you know if it's friday that meant this was sunday i could look up in the calendar boom i know the exact date wow that's um, so cool and then it dawned on me it's like you know, not only are this is like the original broadcast, so that means like these were the broadcasts I watched as a kid because I watched them all. Like the first time Empire was on TV, the first time um, Return of the Jedi, the, when the Ewok Adventure and even the sequel, when those were first put on TV, I watched them. You know, that was like a family movie night. You know, we all watched mm. them together. Yep. And uh, so, and then it goes like that next level is not only is this like the same broadcast I watch, it's the exact broadcast I watch because they, re- they in Fresno, they recorded it on the local stations. So yeah. it's just like my favorite things, man. Like I, I, I love these tapes so much, you know. And, that um, is so you know, cool. Eventually I want to want to like preserve them the best I can, get it, you know, uploaded or I don't know, whatever, digitized, uh, which has kind of been a challenge, but I'll get it right at some point. And, um, you know, I've been taking the commercials and uploading them to TikTok. So I've been kind of having a lot of fun with it. But it, it just, it's just, it was surreal just to watch it. You know, like the, you know, I watched the, the Empire broadcast all the way through. And, 
And I remember how excited I was as a kid because I saw Empire in the movie theaters, but that was the only time I saw it. You know, I mean, I actually saw it twice that day. We sat and watched it again. But, um, you know, like we didn't have a VCR, you know what I mean? So you right, gonna, right. we didn't have cable. So, you, you know, when it was on, you know, NBC or ABC or CBS, that was your only options. And, uh, right, and talk about yeah, the so, um, the uh, kind of exclusive content that was on the Empire Strikes Back. Remember, you were telling me about that. Right, yeah. So in the very first broadcast, now they never rebroadcast this little. They had kind of like a, I don't know. I guess you, a skit or a, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But as the guy, so each time you would have like a movie of the week, right? You it had this same kind of thing, like. You know, like Sunday, you know, like the word Sunday would come on the screen and there'd be stars flying over there. And then, you know, of course, the announcer voice, you know, NBC movie of the week, you know, this time it's going to be the, you know, Empire Strikes Back or whatever. So as he's starting to say that, uh, a little news bulletin flashes on the screen. It's like, uh, this is being, you know, interrupted by an Olympic, you know, Empire, you know, well, was it a Galactic Empire broadcast or something, whatever. So... Next thing you know, Darth Vader's on the screen, and he's just like, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna beat the rebels and blah blah blah. He, and he has this little speech going, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like tonight, a network television premiere on NBC. We intercept your Earth broadcast in the name of the Galactic Empire. Welcome this intergalactic broadcast, your planet and thousands like it are witnessing the glorious victory of the Galactic Empire. Tonight, we will finally crush Luke Skywalker and his rebel alliance. This time, there will be no escape from the dark side of the Force when the Empire strikes back. This is wild, man. Yeah, like, it I mean, was... this is like... A... They recorded it for this broadcast. That's really, you know, yep. Darth Vader. It's not like some actor. It's not a voice actor. It's all authentic. Yeah, you know I mean? that was James Earl Jones. You sent me that clip, and yeah. I was like, that is I, I, that is awesome. That is what, just for that alone, uh, is an awesome find. And like you said, to have it be the same broadcast that you watch with all the commercials. We talked about this before. Yeah. You know, finding VHS tapes, I, I never really thought about it before, you know, we kind of got into collecting VHS tapes, but that more than anything is like a a travel back through time because, you know, you've got all, you got commercials, you've got whatever content you're watching that is dated and all that stuff together. It's like, you're just sitting there watching TV as a kid. It's like the same experience. And yeah. um, I have yet to find anything like that, that has, you know, an old, like 80s show with all the commercials in it and I'm very I'm looking everywhere I go now but I, I'm very eager to find some of those finds that you do that have all the local because a lot of the shops I go to are, are in the town that I grew up in so I, I'm really thinking one day I will some will cross some VHS tapes that have oh, you will and I, I have found some and I got really excited but they seem to be recorded off of like HBO or something because they were like movies with no commercials right. I found a couple of uh, recordings of the um uh, police academy movies and stuff and i, I did watch them right. it was fun and, to watch but they had no commercials or anything so 
Well, that that's the other heartbreaking part is I've come across a couple of tapes that were the were the local things, but they edited the commercials. Yeah, so they, yeah, like, they paused oh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I did the same thing, so I get it. You're trying to maximize the space. You want it more like the real thing. You don't want to have to fast forward. And yep. I get all that, but it's like, oh man, you're killing me. But even this weekend, um, I you know before the morning game Saturday or early was it noon game Saturday, I ran to uh, this thrift store I haven't gone to in a few weeks or maybe even a month now, and um, I'm glad I did. Um, they've really reorganized and kind of straightened the place up a little bit, and um, so I, I was easy. It was easy to breeze through everything really quickly. I mean, it's a pretty overwhelming thing. I mean, there's thousands of tapes there, and. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they were all in these boxes and then so i was actually the one organizing them i'm like stacking box. i was like okay i know i've gone through that and you know i've gone through these things so many times already but um they took all the home recordings because they threw them all in this one box so i went back through them again and i found one that is the same era of tape as my return you know like those one tapes it's uh they're scotch tapes um you know by the brand scotch uh, they're the T120 tapes, but um, the older ones, uh, the cases were, were like a hard plastic, well, not hard plastic, but they were plastic, or um, they weren't um, like the cardboard paper mm-hmm. covers that, yep. you know, tapes have kind of graduated towards or two. Um, so I knew it was an older tape, and it had uh, Gone with the Wind on the side, so I thought, you know, I'm going to grab this one, and there was a couple other tapes there. I was like, you know, I'm going to grab this one. The, these were promising. So I grabbed like 10 tapes and uh, like seven out of 10 was what I wanted, man. And the, and the one with the Gone with the Wind, 1983 broadcast. Oh, man. Um, all the commercials. It's a beautiful broadcast. I mean, the, I, the crazy thing is, is like looking at it, I'm like, wow, like I almost feel like this came from that estate sale. And I don't know why, because I mean, everything about it looks, I, even the handwriting looks similar on the case, but hmm. it's probably just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But um. But it was just like really nice, and there was another tape that was from '97, so I haven't gone through that one yet. And there's even one that was, um, oh yeah, that one from '97 was like the Tony Awards. But you know, like one of their first commercial breaks, it was like, uh, like the Cosby Show. But like Cosby, it wasn't the original Cosby Show, but him and that uh, Felicia Rashad, or Rashad, uh, they they went they went to CBS and they had another Cosby Show. Uh, it didn't have the kids. It was just like a different, you know, different characters or whatever. But there's the same actors. So I was like, wow, oh, that's awkward. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> yeah. even said like an awkward something about something. Somebody did something to his cookies or something. I was like, oh boy, that didn't age well. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just really awkward, man. It started really bad. I was like, oh man, this is gold. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, I did. That is really my favorite thing to look for right now is uh these home recorded tapes. You know, you're going to strike out a lot, man. You're going to, you know, I've gone through this one tape. I went through the whole tape and I got to the end and finally there was like a little batch of local commercials that really got me excited. Um, Like one of my favorite stores locally is where I got some of my early Nintendo purchases uh, was called Home Express. I don't know if it was a national chain or not, but they had it in our Manchester mall and they had a little commercial on there and I was like, whoa, Home Express, you know what I mean? But it they weren't even showing the electronics it was and it was cool like when you went to the store it's kind of like this futuristic store with all like this neon and you know answering machines and you know clear phones and all this like wacky stuff you know what i mean like yeah. you wouldn't see anywhere else but of course this commercial was for towels i was like oh <laughs> man that sucked but <laughs> or sheets or something but 
Um, anyway, so that's my number one find, dude. I, I'm hoping to find more this year. It's something I'm going to be looking for for a while. That's so cool. You know, going, going back to what you said, it triggered a memory. Do you remember, well, at least in my family, when VCRs were brand new and you would record things off the television, you know, one, one of the kids, one of us had the job of jumping up and hitting pause during the commercial. And then you had to stand there with your finger on the button. And as soon as the, the show came back, the movie came back, you would have to hit pause again. So it would pick up the recording again. But I remember, I remember doing that as a kid. And then you'd go back to watch it and all the, all the commercials were edited out. Because, you know, you, you paused the recording yeah. during the commercial. But I, I remember doing that right. as a kid. It was pretty funny. But, um, well, when I go through my old wrestling tapes, it breaks my heart because I know every now and then I would let a commercial slip through uh, intentionally because maybe there was like a, a, a like a commercial that was wrestling based or whatever. Um, on my Beavis and Butthead tapes that I recorded the Maranathons, I let one go through that was for um, they were they were promoting a, they were going to do a like a counter programming for the halftime show. They were going to show uh, a new, two new Beavis and Butthead episodes, or one new whatever. It was it was going to air during the same. I time remember when they did show. that. They, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. they called it Butt Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I recorded that commercial off. You know, I preserved that commercial, but you know, it's like I didn't let much slip because it was about preserving tape. You know what I mean? I wanted to get through this whole broadcast and be able to fit as much on it as I could. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm kind of mad at my younger self. I mean, I understood why he did what he did, but I'm like, <laughs> Ew, you douchebag. And I remember, you know, my, you know, um, you know, my then wife, whatever. Uh, she, she was a little more lazy on it. She wouldn't edit. So now I'm trying to find her tapes. You know, I'm digging around <laughs> through boxes. Like I need to start going through her stuff because she's the one that probably let commercials through. I used to get on her like, why aren't you editing the commercials? You know what I mean? So like, ah, oh, you know, it doesn't. So, all right. Well, my number one is my 1976 Sony Trinitron TV. So I already talked about it a little bit, but uh, another item given to me by a customer, and uh, I think I told the story. But I was at a customer's house. It's actually somebody I knew from my church doing some work, and uh, she's like getting rid of all this stuff. Her house is all kind of in disarray, and she's talking about downsizing. She had piles of stuff everywhere. I said, well, you know, I just casually mentioned it. You know, I, I kind of collect retro technology and any old TVs or VCR or VCR tapes. She said, well, I got this old TV over here. Um, you can come take a look at it. So I, I go over, and she's got this TV sitting in the corner, and it's this beautiful 1970s TV. And I'm and, it's, and I look at it. It's a Sony Trinitron. I was like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? So I scarfed that thing right up, and it, it was in, again, pristine condition, at least on the outside. And uh, I was so excited to get that. And she also gave me this other television with a, a VCR built into it, a smaller TV. This is probably, a, if, if that's a 13, this is probably a 12, a 12 inch or so. But um, so now I've got a, a, a combination VCR TV sitting on my desk as well from her. So, but the Trinitron obviously was the one that was, that was really cool because of the age and just the aesthetics of it. And um, I'm going to get and segue right into our next thing, which is, you know, this is something I'm really getting more interested in um, and something I'm really into collecting right now. Um, and that's like retro technology and, and old old TVs. Um, I, I'm going to run out of room. I can't keep on scarfing up all these TVs because I don't have a lot of room for them. <laughs> right. I, I've already got four of them set up in my room here, four CRTs. Um, and that's going to be about all I have room for in this room. But... At the same time, I can I can really see getting more into 
um, resurrecting these otherwise trashed items, you know, whether they be TVs or VCRs or old clock radios or even record players or whatever. Um, it's a lot of satisfaction of stopping these things from making, making it into the trash bin and fixing them up and getting them back in working order and even at this point giving them away or offering them up to community members or friends of mine or even maybe – I'm not really into selling things, but I, I guess I could see myself getting into that maybe. But I'd really rather get into finding these old items, seeing if anybody wants them online in our group of friends, um, putting the time into it, fixing them up, and just say, hey, pay for shipping, and, and I'll give it to you. I just don't want to see this thing get thrown in the trash. These are relics. These are things that are almost to the point where they belong in museums, and I just hate the thought of these beautiful televisions or VCRs or whatever getting chucked in the trash. Now, there's a lot of junky stuff out there that I wouldn't consider worth salvaging like a lot of this no-name electronics that just weren't very well but this a sony trinitron is like a work of art i mean this is when electronics were they put a lot of effort into it yeah this thing has got real wood in it you can tell that the boards were put together by you know experts and it's it's very well thought out and yes you can find some old stuff that's just junky that i would say okay yeah maybe it is not worth fixing up it's just trash all plastic and it's, it's just not good quality but some of this stuff is really kind of very fine equipment that you don't want to see uh, get thrown away. And the same goes for stereo equipment and stuff like that. So that is one thing that I'm gaining more interest in. It's also got me back into making videos, which I've missed. Um, and it's a little easier form of video. It is a little hard sometimes setting up the camera and trying to get shots of what I'm doing. But... It's not a lot of fancy editing. I don't have to try to be funny or anything like that. I'm just I'm just kind of working on these things and telling a little story that goes along with it. And I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people were really interested in seeing these uh, things get repaired and, and seeing how I go about doing it. Um, and it's also fun that I'm an amateur and I don't really know what I'm doing. And there's probably lots of people that are watching and pointing out all the things I'm doing wrong. But that's fine, too. It's all part of the story. But um, I, I'm really finding a lot of interest in it, and it's something that I'm really getting into. And I can see uh, in, in the near future that this could be something I get more into as I gain more confidence in what I'm doing and as I learn more about what I'm doing. Um, it's really satisfying to, to take something that would have been thrown in the trash and get it to work again. And I just really enjoy that right now. So what, what are some of the things that you're currently what, – what are your current collecting interests right now, I guess? I know you talked about your – uh, VHS tapes with you know home recordings and right. everything. Yeah, that that's kind of the thing that's the main focal point. But um, I'm also still kind of chipping away at certain NES boxes that I want. Um, not not going deep into it. Like don't know you know I don't care about the super rare ones or anything. Just there's just certain ones that I really appreciate the artwork and um, you know like uh, little mini collections. You know what I mean like. I was thinking about going after like just the movie titles, you know, cause mm -hmm. I have kind of like the Schwarzenegger ones. I have a, you know, that I just randomly came across a Terminator and, um, total recall. And, uh, what's the other one? Uh, I think last action hero. I don't know. I, I got a few of the Schwarzenegger ones. So I thought, well, you know, how many more are there? You know what I mean? The, mm -hmm. So that'd be kind of fun to little subsets. Like I got the, the LJN set was one of the goals that I wanted to get. So I, I have that. And, um, 
so something like that, you know, a couple things, there's still a few manuals, I'm down to like 28 or something manuals I wow. need, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get them all, because I mean, some of them are, are just, they're just not, you know, that's not reasonably priced, I'm not gonna pay, you know, $600 for <laughs> a little book, you know, right. I'm just not yeah. going to do that. I don't even care if it's flipping money. I, I could still invest that in something else. Um, you know, I, I'm looking, by, you know, collecting-wise, I, there's a couple. <laughs> it's a little out there, I guess. But um, I'm looking for kind of like a nice old chair, like a like a, like a a living room chair. But like something that has like vivid colors, like yellow or, you know, something like that. I, I see them every now and then in like these uh, kind of uh, higher-end uh, thrift stores or Teaks or whatever they mm-hmm. call them. Um, I have seen a few of them at estate sales, and at the time I didn't really care about it, but now I'm thinking it'd be kind of cool for the game room. Uh, so I'm thinking about something like that. But, you know, I don't really have any big goals this year other than just kind of grinding away, you know, chipping away at a few of the, you know, like, uh, I, I mean, beyond just like the home recordings, I'm still going for actual, you know, commercially released uh, VHS tapes as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think it, I'm not looking to downsize or anything like that, but I'm kind of looking to um, tighten it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just kind of be more focused. Um, you know, not you know. I, I actually I was pretty focused this last year, uh, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't buy as much as I have in previous years, and because I kind of feel like I'm kind of towards the end of that. But you know, always looking for little TVs and stuff. You know, yeah, you can have too many of them, like you were saying. But you know, sometimes you'll find one that'll replace another one, or you know, you can, you know, find a better spot for it or I don't know. Whatever. Or sometimes but, you'll find one you just, you just can't pass up. It just looks so cool yeah. or looks so in such good shape. And that, that's what I was kind of right. getting at is I, I can't see myself stumbling across some of the stuff, even if I don't have room. I, I want right. to go see if it works and if it doesn't, get it fixed up and see if anybody wants it, you know, and spread the love. Well, there is one cool thing about them. They stack well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You can you can stack them in a game room and make it look really cool. Yeah, that's um, true. That's what I've done in my room, uh, my media room. Um, I have like a little stack of CRTs, and I really enjoy the way it looks. Um, I did find something cool this weekend, or uh, beyond that, this little sign that used to go to a like a tube uh, testing station. Yeah, yeah, um, you showed me for that. black and white TVs and stereos, radios, stuff like that. So. You know, little things like that, if I come across stuff that kind of, like, reinforces the hobby as a whole. Because, you know, I, I kind of put all these hobbies together. In my mind, they all kind of connect. You know, VHS, <laughs> video games, records, old televisions, um, yep, even old toys for that matter. They all kind of just go together for me. It's they're, they're all merged into one collection in my world. Yeah, I look around my room and I see, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, I guess you would say it's video game centric, but... It's toys, it's records, it's cassette tapes, it's tube TVs, it's stereo equipment. It's essentially that's why I've always called this my retro room, not my game room. This is this is my yeah. nostalgia room, um, harkening back to my my childhood, and it's it's a a lot of different things. So yeah, my my collecting is is very diverse. It always kind of has been, you know. And, and back to what you're saying about you know going back to video game collecting, it's certainly slowed down for me because my collection is is gotten to where I kind of want it to be. But at at the same time, you know, I, I'm going to probably start shifting my focus to finding some boxed NES games of some of my favorite. I would love to have like some of my favorites in a box, like 
uh, Castlevania, Metroid, um, yeah. even like The Legend of Zelda, and just some of the staple games just in a nice box. Now, I know that those prices are creeping up, so it's probably the wrong time to kind of think about box well, collecting. But, you, but You know, there's always getting lucky too, though, bud. I mean... Yeah, and I, you, I don't have to find... It doesn't have to be pristine. Yeah. Like, I found you that... Kid Icarus box. Um, what did I pay eighty bucks oh, for that I, or something? It wasn't. It wasn't that expensive. That was a great buy. Dude. Yeah, that was a great buy. Yeah. So uh, you wouldn't buy that same thing right now. I guarantee you that price has gone up on it. Yeah, but I know. It, you know, but it, it, the thing is, is you're gonna things slip through the cracks, it, and uh, that's why I, I, you know, I still go to game stores. I still go to, you know, pawn store shops and stuff like that. Because you know, there's always something that slips through the cracks. Exactly. Man. Yeah. Um. Like when Norm Macdonald died this last year, um, Dirty Work shot up on VHS and DVD. The DVDs were selling for like 40 bucks a piece. I went to this, you know, uh, it's called Rasputin. It's kind of like a, you know, like they, they sell old merchandise. You know, like they have uh, old CDs, old movies, old whatever. But they buy it from the public and resell it. It's, you know, it's a corporation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went right in there and I bought three copies of Dirty Work and put it right on eBay. You know, they had it for three ninety nine. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. things still slip through the cracks, They're, and not everybody's in the moment. You know, they, everybody doesn't know. You know, yep. so keep hunting. Yep. And you know, um, oh, there's one, there's one more like NES game on the to- off the top of my head that I know that I want, and that is, uh, I need to finally cure my tendinitis because I need to get the Tetris, the Tengen Tetris or Tengen Tetris, as some people say. So that if I get that, I'll have the full Tengen. Uh, NES set, so that that's I one. I would say it's it's definitely worth getting because there it there's enough variations that it's it's kind of neat to see the differences. Yeah, it is different than the uh, the gray cart version. Yeah. Plus, if your son or you know your wife or somebody wants to play, I mean, you can play two player. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm still on the hunt for that. I, I've been looking for that for a couple of years. I've only saw I only saw it once at a gaming convention. I think it was too many games, and it was like a little. I think it was a hundred bucks. Too many monies. It was a hundred, <laughs> and I, you know yeah. what? I was kind of like almost going to buy, it, and then I went back to get it, and it was gone. So I, yeah. I kind of regret not picking that up when I when I saw it. But I, I'm, I'll find it. It's not super rare. I know it's probably the the most rare um, Tengen game, but it's it's not. I don't think it's a super yeah. super rare game. No, no, no. And you know what? The price has gone up and down on that a few times. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll yeah, get it, but so um, I don't think it skyrocketed or anything. Yeah, that's one game that's on my radar. That's you know off the top of my head. But other things that I've been into recently is you know I'm I'm definitely more into vinyl than I have been. It's really like I said before, really fun uh, doing that with Tara and going to the uh, vinyl shops and just reminiscing about our music and listening to those together. So cassette tapes and vinyl have been something that I've been more interested in recently as well. Um, and just like you were saying, VHS tapes, I'm really into those. They're, they're easy to find. They're cheap. Um, you can find some gems that um, – it's just really fun hunting for those. Um, it's something that yep. I, I didn't really realize how fun that could be. Um, and, I, it, you know, a lot of people don't get it, but I really enjoy watching movies on VHS in my room here. It's just, but, uh, but the thing is, you get it, though. Yes. So who cares? There's, <laughs> there's the bitter guys out there like, oh, you could watch it streaming in 4K, whatever. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, you can for sure. But in your game room, um, you know, I don't see a HDTV in there, do I? Like, there, I don't there, see a smart TV. There is TV not, and there, there, never, so. there never will be. It'll take away from the whole aesthetic. Right. <laughs> so. 
So when you're in there, you could pop that on and you're, you know, your little TV VCR combo. And on another TV, you could play a little video game. You have that going just for the, you know, like, like when you guys were playing the Kenny Rogers, when you were wrapping papers, you know yep. what I mean? Like yep. there's something about just hearing it, the noises it makes. There's a certain noise that comes from the TV that you can't replicate. Um, some people hate that noise, but it's nostalgic for me. Yep. So, yep. I agree. I like it, and I'm happy. It's something fun to collect, and uh, I'm glad you got into it too. Because you know, it's always well, nice to have a partner in crime. You know, exactly. Yeah, and you know, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to go ahead and mention the, uh, the the other shows that you're involved in that I've myself and my wife have been really into, and that's the collector the collectors show. What's it called? The the collectors, right? Well, we're, there's just the collectors. We we went from the VHS show because I mean not the VHS show, the vinyl show. Um, it kind of just, it, it hit the end of the road. I mean, it really hit the end of the road for me way on. That's why I started showing all kinds of random stuff. So, uh, at some point it was kind of like, well, let's just all show our own random stuff. So, yeah. So this um, is a, it's this is called a, the collectors now. Yep. And it's a live streamed show. You guys do what about is, how often do you guys do it? Well, I, the, the ideas go every other week. But right now, all our schedules haven't been kind of linking up. But you know, we I, we had an episode uh, last week. I wasn't I wasn't able to make it, but the boys did, and uh, you went on, right? I did. I was on as a guest, and yeah. I've, I've been on several times. And I always appreciate it when they invite me on. I always have a good time. But you know, it's really fun to have a show that's live that you can jump on and chat with everybody and interact with everybody and. You know, it kind of reminds me of when I used to have to come home and catch a show when it was on. And sometimes I'll be yeah. like driving home from work and I'll get the little alert on Twitter and I'll be like, oh, ter- I'll, I'll text my wife, oh, the collector show's on tonight. And she's, oh, great. We'll have something to watch with our, our tea and cookies. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll spend our evening time watching the collector's show. And then, you know, you, al- you also do a VHS show, just you and Bill primarily, right? Yeah, we uh, we have a guest on or two every now and then. Yeah. Um, I guess the idea is to have that. Uh, again, it's just been kind of a scheduling thing. Me and Bill um, to link up hasn't been great recently, but we got we had an episode uh, about a week ago last yep. Saturday. Was it last Saturday? I think so. And that Not this Saturday, but two Saturdays ago. So we're due for another one. Yep. And that is on Mid- Midnight is Flashing, right? Is the channel name? Yep. 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 So it's great having these companion shows that you go along with your collecting and it, it's fun to interact with, with others that have similar tastes and habits. And I, I'm really enjoying the whole the whole myriad of, of, of things that we do here with, with collecting and our podcast and the, the live stream shows you guys do. And, you know, it's just the whole thing is just really fun. So you, you couple the Discord with that and there's just endless amounts of content to get involved in. Uh, in, in our little collecting hobbies here. So, you know, concerning future goals, um, I, I just made a couple of notes here. Uh, one thing that I really want to work on is getting my VHS collection a little more organized. And, um, a lot, you know, when, when I do that, I, it gives me more incentive to, to go out and look when I see, like, there's room for more kind of thing. <laughs> and right now, they're not in any kind of a sensible order and I have them in my cabinet and I want to I work on getting those displayed a little better or at least a little more organized so I feel better about getting more without getting kind of stressed about where I'm going to put them and now I just got to put them in a stack and so I want to work on getting my room a little organized and uh, so that way I can kind of make room for my new VHS collection and display them better. 
like I said. Um, I already mentioned my Tengen game that I'm looking for. What about you? What, do you have any like future goals um, for this year? I know you said you didn't really have too many. I, I'm looking forward to it warming up and hitting the state sales because you know what? Going, I I have to admit I wasn't a big estate sale guy at one time because I really do feel like uh, my um, my skills kind of excel at yard sales. But mm-hmm. man, if I had so much fun going, um, you know, I just find so many things that I really do like at estate sales and. You know, most people's houses are set up the same way, so you kind of know where to go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you just know what room to go to. You kind of know where to where they're going to be hiding. Go to the garage. Go to the little closet in the back of the whatever, and you know, you look around, and there's the stuff you're trying to find. And a lot of stuff, you know, these people are overwhelmed. They just want to get it out. So you know, sometimes you have it where everything's really itemized high, and and yeah. uh, even those things fall through the cracks. But um, you know. They're, those people are businessmen, business people too. They they they're just looking to make some quick money. So yep. Um, yeah. My experience is, you know, go up, be friendly, and uh, see what you could do on a price. Uh, sometimes you just take it and get out, like you did with that car <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I would have done. I would have done the same thing. That was yep. a really good price, actually. But yeah. Um, you know, sometimes they haggle, but that's about it. But I do have one thing I want to do if this part's wrapped up. Okay. I want to yep. tie this into our time traveling episode. Okay. Um. So uh, there's this TikTok channel I was watching the other day, and these guys kind of do uh, they do this thing about like uh, what's a conspiracy that you've heard that uh, that you you could believe is true, like you want to believe is true, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is so is so enticing that uh, you want to believe it or that you do believe it, kind of thing. So one uh, this particular one that they had brought up was. Um, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but the the creator of The Simpsons, Matt uh, uh, Groening, Green, Groening or Greening or something like that, yeah, something like that. That guy, Matt. Let's just call him Matt. Matt G. Um, that he's a time traveler, and uh, so they gave these examples of whenever like The Simpsons have predicted these things and how uncanny they are. Like sometimes they're kind of like, well, it's close, but um, and sometimes they're like, well, that you know. They weren't the first person to think of that technology was going this direction kind of thing. But other times it's it's really uncanny <laughs> how uh, how how these things have happened. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give you my top 15. Um, I want to say no particular order, but I did kind of top load them at the end. So it's kind of like an order. But these are just 15 examples of why, you know, Matt G is a time traveler. Okay. okay. All right. So. Number 15, Lady Gaga Super Bowl halftime show. They predicted this, sort of. Okay. Um, so it's season 22, episode, or season 23, episode 22. Lady Gaga was doing a performance in Springfield. Um, she came from, like, the top of a building. Um, she had, like, sparklers shooting out her boobs. Uh, but anyway, she came floating down from the ceiling, singing songs or whatever. Uh, flash forward five years later, and she had a very similar uh, drop-in from the top of the whatever stadium they were playing at the Super Bowl. Um, mm. Now, granted, they could have, they could have, like, hey, let's, you know, for fun, let's kind of copy the Simpson episode. Sure. But it's still... The Simpsons put it out there so many years later. Here's Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. Okay, so that's number 15. Uh, number 14, the U.S. curling victory. That's impossible. Okay, so in season 21, 
uh, episode 12, uh, Margin Homer, um, they defeated the Swedes in a game of curling. Um, they, I guess somehow they wormed their way on the U.S. team or something like that, and they were the two people. Um, keep in mind that the United States-U.S. team up until 2018, uh, they, had ne- they only had uh, meddled once. Okay, in uh-huh. the event, not and not even the gold medal, and it, it, like so, the fact that they is like it's a joke. I mean, probably why the Simpsons put that in there. But uh, so now, if you flash forward uh, into 2018, the U.S. men <laughs> team won in a very similar fashion. It was something like the Swedes had a lead, and uh, and I, against it was against Sweden, I believe, and uh, they they blundered at the end. It was kind of the same thing that happened in the Simpson episode. So it was really weird how they were very similar. Okay, uh-huh. so. There's another there's another example of why Matt G is a time traveler. Number 13, Disney's purchase of Fox. Okay? So in season 10, episode 5, Homer and this was in 1998, Homer went to pitch an idea for a movie to Fox executives. And as he's walking into like the Fox compound or whatever, there was a sign there that said Fox and then at the bottom of it it said that it was a a division of Disney, right? Wow. So <laughs> And it said that on there. Now, this was in 1998. So now go back, flash forward to 2017, and Disney purchased Fox for $52 billion. So, again, this is why he's a time traveler. He's coming back with all these stories and putting them in. All right, so um, number 12, uh, there's a building in London called The Shard. Okay, it looks like, from some angles, it looks like it's not quite complete or something like It's a real unique architectural design to it. But... um, in season six, episode nineteen, in nineteen ninety-five, uh, they were in London or something, and in the background you could see this building that looks almost identical to the Shard, and it's even in a very similar place. Okay, the Shard wasn't built till fourteen years later. Okay, so wow, that that looks just like the Shard. What does it mean? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so again. Like, maybe whoever designed the shard uh, was a Simpsons fan, and that's where he got the idea. Or maybe Matt G's, uh, the more plausible thing is he's a time traveler. Okay, you have, are you following me here? I, I got to so, see these okay. pictures in comparison. So you're saying there's a, a, a shot in the background of this building that looks exactly like the, the building they didn't, that they built? Yes, very, very similar. Oh, man. Um, I mean, okay. I, I, very close. Close enough where it's like, what the heck? You know, and I'm going to tell you, there's one on here that is eerie. And I ain't got to it yet, but it is okay. so trippy to see when you compare the shots, you're going to be like, wait a minute, what? How would that even happen? Okay. So I'll get to that one. Okay. Yet. That one's down at the end here. Okay, number 11, censoring art. So in season two, episode nine, the residents of Springfield were protesting the statue of David. Like somehow there was a, the statue of David was in Springfield. I don't know if it was a reproduction or whatever, but it was in Springfield. They were all offended by the penis. Okay. <laughs> Is it a masterpiece or just some guy with his pants down? Yeah. So it was the, the town was up and they were all tripping out. Uh, so now flash forward, uh, or fast forward 25 years later, um, in St. Petersburg, Russia, the residents were upset because there was a replica statue of David in their town square, and they were all mad that the genitals were showing. And so they were doing polls on what that they should put clothes on it or what they should do. So, again, just another reason why there's, there's no debating it at this point. Okay, so number 10, 
the horse meat scandal. So season five, episode nineteen, the lunch lady. They showed like a a shot of the lunch. You know, something to do with the in the school cafeteria, right? Uh, I believe the mob even brought the meat to her or whatever, but <laughs> she was adding horse meat to the the kids' lunches because their budgets had been cut so bad they didn't have enough money to. Uh, you know, put real meat or, you know, well, cow meat or whatever in there or turkey or chicken, whatever. Um, so it was a scandal on the Simpsons, right? So now, now go to 2013 in Europe. There was a huge scandal because, uh, there was, there was a certain product line that, um, they claimed to be beef, but they actually had horse meat in it. And in some particular, they were like pre-made dinners, like lasagna, uh, meatloaf, things like that, right? So, like, think of it as, like, a Swanson's. Not uh-huh. Swanson's, so don't sue us. Just something <laughs> like that, right? Uh-huh. Okay? Um, it, it, so, they, these things were getting tested, and they had all this. Now, these these lunches were sent to schools, nursing homes, hospitals, poor people, <laughs> and it became, like, this big scandal uh-huh. of all this horse meat being... Ew. That's uh, gross. Yeah, exactly. So, people were eating... I don't know. Is it? I mean, who knows? Maybe it's great. I've never. Hopefully, I've never. I probably have had horse meat. You probably wouldn't know, Duke. We probably had it at McDonald's. True. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So number nine. So um. Um. Oh, I think I messed up on the season. But oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Season ten, episode twenty-two, the donut-shaped universe. Mm. Okay. So. Uh, somewhere in the episode, Homer had theorized that the, the the universe was a donut, or that it was shaped like a donut, not like this, um, you know, like this infinite, you know, expanding universe that just goes out in every direction. That it actually looped back to itself, like a donut, right? Okay. Okay. And uh, Stephen Hawking was in a beer in a bar at most tavern and he was talking to homer and he's like i i like your idea it's an interesting theory i think i'm gonna steal it okay so flash forward uh i don't uh i think it was like four or five years later that becomes one of these big theories in like the scientific community that the universe is actually most more shaped like a donut (laughs) as opposed to like it you know what i mean so of course, it's not uh, proven yet, but it just—it's just like one of these theories now that scientists are actually, um, you know, it's one of these theories that are kind of like in the forefront of the field, I guess. I have not heard of the okay. donut universe theory. Sorry, I haven't either. But <laughs> I mean, I you know, I did see the comparisons. I did, you know, I I've thoroughly investigated this. Okay, okay. I'm a journalist. I trust right you now, so I it, it's out there. Okay. Um, many, many YouTube videos. Okay. Um, so number eight, um, now this one, I actually messed up. I forgot to get the winner's name, but, uh, number eight, um, it was a season 22 episode one. Um, the Simpson household, they were watching, uh, like an award show for the Nobel prize and they had like a, like a pool going and so different different members of the household, uh, even Millhouse, I think Millhouse is actually the one who got it right, but they were choosing who was going to win the particular Nobel prizes, right? Like they were they were showing it like the Nobel Prize uh, awards were like uh, like the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. So there was like presenters and stuff like that. Um, anyways, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, maybe two years later or three years later. 
Anyways, in 2016, the the guy that they said was going to win, or one of the guys they said actually won the Nobel Prize. Now that could be just more of an educated guess, but it is weird. <laughs> Uh, I should have got his name, but I I messed up on that one. Uh, number seven, the Three Eyed Fish. So uh, season two, episode four. Uh-huh. Uh, bot Bot Bart Bot Bart <laughs> caught a fish. Uh, he was fishing near, like in a river that was downstream from the nuclear power plant. And I believe the he caught the fish. I think they named it Blinky, and it had the three eyes. Right. Yep. Yep. I remember okay, that. Okay. So uh, flash forward to 2011. Um, a fisherman in Argentina caught a three-eyed fish. It was from a reservoir that was downstream from their local nuclear power plant. <laughs> and it made, like, national news or world news. <laughs> so they caught a fish that had three eyes. <laughs> so, or he did. Okay, number six, the smartwatch. Now, this is kind of one of those ones that's kind of like uh, saying, like, uh Star Trek uh, mm, right. predicted cell phones or whatever. Like, yeah, I think a lot of people in the electronic industry, you know, like they they, they make these are guesses because uh, didn't Maxwell Smart have a no? He talked in a shoe. Um, season six, episode nineteen. This was in nineteen ninety five. Uh, it was one of those ones where one of the characters goes to the future, or maybe the, in their dream they went to the future, or we're just getting some sort of flash forward. Somewhere in the future, some kid's talking on a smartwatch. Like, he has a watch on, he's talking into it. Um, but the smartwatch wasn't actually created until 2014. So, that's kind of one of mm-hmm. those, like, who, you know, we all knew it was going to get there. Uh, <laughs> number five, <laughs> Sigmund and Roy tiger attack. Oh, my gosh. Um, in 1993, uh, there was an episode of The Simpsons where uh, they didn't call him Siegfried and Roy, but it was yep. obviously like a spoof uh-huh. on them. Um, the tiger attacked the whichever one's supposed to be Roy, or I don't know. I'm assuming it was the Roy character. Um, and then years later, uh, 10 years later, so in, uh, I guess it would be 2003, uh, Roy was attacked by one of his tigers, and they... After that, they only performed a couple of more times, and then they retired. So it was very weird. I mean, that's also one of those like, yeah, not surprised. Yeah, it's about time, right? <laughs> right, but again, it's still interesting. Um, number four, the FIFA corruption scandal, uh, season twenty-five, episode sixteen. Um, uh, like Homer, let me see. I, I didn't jot this all down in the notes, but if I remember correctly, uh, he was like coaching Lisa's soccer team, or he was refing a soccer game for Lisa or something. I don't know. Some somehow he started acting all crazy, and and it made local news or made it went viral. And uh, somebody from the FIFA organization, uh, they saw him and they wanted. I guess they had like a referee shortage or something like that. So, anyways, they brought him in to coach in the the World Cup or not coach uh, ref in the World Cup. And uh, he was uh, privy to all the bribery and all the scandalous stuff that was going on. Um, they were taking all these bribes and stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. And this was on The Simpsons. Um, then, uh, let me see. Oh, and also, um, in that same episode, Germany won the World Cup. Uh, so now, the f- and it was actually the following year the G- <laughs> Germany won the World Cup. So now, flash forward to a few years back, I didn't put the date down, but um, 
FIFA had a huge scandal where they were taking bribes and money laundering, and uh, and then the following year Germany won the World Cup. So it's just really weird. This is really weird, it, it's man. It's not like, weird. I, I he's a time traveler. He's a time traveler, man. I mean, he saw all this. He do, he didn't mess around. <laughs> okay, um, number three, the faulting the faulty voting machines. Um, season twenty, episode four. Homer is going in to vote, and he's trying to vote for Barack Obama. So every time he pushes Barack Obama, the vote says uh, Mitt Romney. <laughs> and uh, or actually, I'm sorry, it says John McCain. Uh, it was during that time frame. So every time he's pushing uh, Barack Obama, it, it's saying that he voted for John McCain. And I don't know, he keeps doing it. And eventually, this was one of their Treehouse of Horror specials. So eventually, like, the voting machine, like, kills him or something. And then when he falls out, like, the guy there sticks a I voted sticker on his forehead. <laughs> uh, which, that didn't happen. But um, <laughs> if you go to the 2012 elections, whenever um, Barack Obama was... Uh, going uh, for re-election and he was going up against Mitt Romney there was a viral video of a guy who was in a voting machine and every time he pushed the button for or selected I guess they have a they didn't have like the writing kind you were pushing some mm-hmm. sort of button or or selecting something it had that those style of machines because that's foreign to us in California we just scribble on we just fill in the bubble but other states have different voting machines but every time he would push Barack Obama it would come up Mitt Romney and uh, he did it several times and recorded it. And I guess he alerted the people there and they went over there and he had a push on like this very like, par- like really small part of the screen. And finally he was able to get it to select uh, Barack Obama. It became a big scandal and they ended up pulling these machines off. But, you know, there was a lot of votes casted. I mean, it didn't matter anyways that like, he won, but <laughs> the, the <laughs> it was very similar. Um now, this one is the weirdest, for sure, as far as the visual. Um, season <laughs> Number two, President Trump winning, or, well, just President Trump, him becoming president. I'm the president of the United States. I'm not the president of other countries. Season 11, episode 17, um, in the year 2000, right, uh, they went, Lisa went forward in time or something, and there was a reference that Trump was the president. And they show him coming down this escalator and um he he like does a thumb up like he sticks his hand up to wave and in his left hand he does a thumbs up okay now you flash forward and believe me you have to watch this video it is so weird and even in the background like there's a bunch of people as he's coming down the escalator there's a bunch of people kind of up on a, like a platform above him and someone's holding a sign and the sign drops like it says like go Trump or I don't know whatever it says. And if, and they drop, they drop the sign. Mm -hmm. Now you flash forward to when Trump won the election, there's this shot of him coming down an escalator. Now the only difference is he's, he's standing with Melania, you know, the real Trump and he's coming down an escalator and he waves and he does the thumbs up almost the exact same spot. And in the background, there's people above him. Like, you know, it's like the the floor. You know, like if you were at that floor of the of the mm. building, and now mm-hmm. you get on the escalator. They're on the, the you know the platform there, and there's somebody with a sign, and they drop the sign. It is so weird to compare. I got to see like, this. You can see it side by side. Go to YouTube. You type in uh, fifteen. You know, Simpson predictions or something. If you type in Simpson predictions Trump, it'll pop up, and it is so weird. Oh man, it is so uncannily weird. 
Okay. That's like, number it's two. It's weird. That's number two. That okay. should be number one. <laughs> but this one, this one is, this one is really, really strange. This, I, to me, this one proves it hands down. Like that Trump one should be the one that proved it. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like him winning, eh, you know, this guy's ran for president before. They said as a joke, the guy won. I mean, that is strange. That is that is weird. No, nobody would have thought he was going to win when he announced that he was running. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? Nobody. He was not the front runner for a while, and eventually he was, and he won. But nobody would have guessed that, I don't think. No. But the, the escalator thing is so strange because he's not going to mimic the Simpsons. Like, I can no. see some of these, like Lady Gaga, I can see her saying, you know what, you know what would be great? Or or somebody saying, you know what we should do? We should mimic the Simpson episode. It'd be really cool. I could see that. I could totally see that. This, and the sign dropping at the same time, it is really weird, dude. It is very weird. The building, you know, this guy could have saw it and got inspired by it and decided to make the building. That art imitating life, that kind of thing. I get that. But this, him coming, it's so weird. You got to look at it. Yeah. But this one, to me is 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 the bigger the bigger one uh, i'm gonna butcher a lot of words here so just bear with me okay um i, I actually not even gonna say the the name of the particle because it's like the hip bosing or i don't know i always mess it up when i say it <laughs> but it's the the god it's, it's referred to as the god particle uh -huh. okay i've talked about this before in our uh -huh. um in our one episode about uh the mandela effect but anyway um, so season eight, episode one, uh, somehow Homer, it's, you know, it's like one of those things. I don't know if he got bonked in the head or something. And so somehow Homer's smart. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, he becomes an inventor and then he becomes like surprisingly good at math. And in one scene, there's a shot of him with like a blackboard or chalkboard and he's writing out this huge formula, right? You, you know, the type like on Goodwill yeah. hunting, you know, right, it's like, right. Plus uh, X minus da, 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 like this very huge equation. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. Now this was in uh, season eight, so this had to be in the nineties or really early two thousands. I didn't double check on the year, but it was. Well, yeah, because if season eleven was in two thousand, so this was nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, fifteen years later, um, they discovered the God particle. Um, that was that was made in the super collider at Siren. Okay, mm -hmm. that's what that that big collider that goes around around and yep. around, and then somehow it made this little particle. And they refer to it as the God particle. All right. So now, when you do the formula for the God particle, okay, it's the same thing that was on Homer's chalkboard. I'm a college man. I won't need my high school diploma anymore. I am too smart. I am too smart. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. Within fractions, right? Like, the only difference is, is Homer's equation would have made it fractions bigger. Wait a minute. How 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 many equations are there on the board? Like, a whole giant... like It's one giant thing, like, where you start and you just, and like... And it's all you know, the same. It is the same. It's the same equation. Within like very small measurements, it's it's remarkably close to the point where it's it's too close to. I, I guess it's obviously yeah. it's a coincidence, but it is so strange, dude. <laughs> so strange. But at this point, the only question I have is what type of time machine is Matt G using? I don't know, <laughs> and, man. But, and is, uh, is he is he traveling 
linear time travel, non-linear time travel, forward-only time travel. I don't know. Is it a wormhole? (laughs) Is it a DeLorean? I don't know, man. Does he have a hot tub? I don't know what's going on, but this dude... And obviously, there's multiple writers on The Simpsons. He didn't write everything. I don't even know if he wrote most of these episodes, but uh, you have to pinpoint somebody. Yeah, That is something. I, I got to go check all this, this stuff out, especially Dude, the Trump. Dude, and there's Trump. more. There's, there's so more. You have to watch the Trump one. It is, it's, it's weird. It is, it's weird, yeah. man. Wow. It, it's, it, there's no other way to explain it. You look at it, and you're like, what? No. Now, have you, you followed know? The Simpsons uh, you know, all this time, or did you kind of fall in and out? No, of- no. I, I, I watch them every now and then. I have Hulu, so every now and then, if I don't have nothing to watch, I'll put on a couple Simpsons episodes. Like, you know watch some of their current stuff um i'm not into like every story arc and i there's so many seasons i don't watch it uh weekly or nothing like that but every time i watch it i i still enjoy it you know what yeah, i mean like I, I, been... I still feel like it's very clever and you know, yeah same I always... thing with family guy yeah see i never liked family guy i, I always liked the simpsons i just haven't watched them in such a long time but i i was really into them and you know i guess d- during their peak you know, when they, I, I watched them all the way from their origins at, you know, in the Tracy Allman show. And right. when they had their first, their first show, I, I was, you know, really into them as a, as a, you know, I guess an older yeah, kid or young too. teenager. teenager. And then I, I followed yeah. them all the way through into my probably late teenage years. And then I just kind of lost interest in it and haven't really uh, watched them since. But I, I always did like, like the show. It was, it was always good. I would say I I've probably seen more episodes than I haven't, but um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them all. Um, I did I really did enjoy them. I I would probably say I probably started falling off of the weekly grind maybe in I don't know, 2008 nine something like that. But I I was stuck with it because you know it was a good show. It was fun. It was yeah. topical. It, clever writing. I mean you know you're always gonna have the people like oh it was better and you know whatever. It's like ah whatever. You know, yeah, different sure. people have different tastes and stuff. Absolutely, but um, it's just like you not liking Family Guy. That hurt a little bit. But I think <laughs> it's a great show. You know, it was a trip. Is uh, I was watching. Um, uh, well, I, they're bringing back Futurama again. They they come back and forth with that one, which I always like that one too. Yeah, I like but, that uh, show. Yep. American Dad, which was one of those ones that I watched for a while, but I, I haven't seen them all. But um, I was doing something the other day and. And uh, I turned on, it was on TBS, and I so I put it on because I was, like, cleaning something or doing something, and I just had it on in the background. And But they're cussing now on that. It was like, I was like, whoa. Like, they're, they're like, you know what? We're going to be in a, we're, are, we, we skew adults. We might as well cuss. Yeah, it's it is so show. weird. I, like, I, cable. You're, no, I know. I don't think it's, it, I honestly, it's down on the, you know, it's, it's a little lower on my, uh, if I was, you know, choosing all the Fox shows, the animated shows. Um, but yeah, it was a trip, man. I was like, I didn't expect to hear all this cussing. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I, I watched one episode and I don't think I laughed once. I just turned it off. I was like, this is not for me. I just, I did not get yeah, it. I, I get <laughs> so, it. I get it. But yeah. you know what? When I, I, I tell you, when I started watching it, it was a time where there was limited, there wasn't as much, uh, yeah. if, if something like that came out now, I, I wouldn't have saw one up ep- like that Bob's burger. I've never seen any of that. And I've heard people. Talk about how it's funny, you know. Like, eh, now, I tell you, my favorite really animated care. adult show was King of the Hill. King of the Hill holds up. My son went through and got into watching that, and I, I rewatched it, you know, like, 
I don't know, a year or so ago. And that, that show is fantastic. King of the Hill is so yeah. good. So that's one of my favorites. A lot I, of heart in that show, too. I like that better than The Simpsons. So I, I could see that. I, I could agree with that. Um, I would probably still lean towards The Simpsons, but what I'll say about King of the Hill is like there's something that's way more, like it, it feels more meaningful. It's a little less jokey. It's yeah. more of a, there's obviously jokes and, and you know, you know, moments that are made for laughs, but, um, yeah, it's you know, definitely it's like a different a, style. Of a humor family for sitcom. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Which that, is interesting considering the creator was the Beavis and Butthead guy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. And um, it's, um, what's this? The guy did office space too. Uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden, but, um, Mike judge. Yes. Mike judge. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah very it, it's a trip. Thinking about it like that, it's yep. it's a big difference from. Even though uh, Hank Hill's based off that Mister Anderson, the neighbor, yeah, from uh, Beavis and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it's yep. like a younger version of him. You know what I mean? Like I Absolutely. always wanted him to like make it go full circle and show that he actually like went into witness protection for blowing up the propane tank or something and he had to go on the run and he ended up becoming mr anderson because it's totally him it's yeah and, and the guy like, from office space uh with the stapler is another character from um one of his uh, from beavis the butthead right i think so or no maybe he did like think. maybe he did like office shorts or something he he was a character you're right yeah he was some animated character in something i i don't remember what it was but but uh, anyway, Th that good, actor, good the, the stapler guy, just said he was on the this last week of Book of Boba Fett. Oh, I haven't seen any of that yet. Oh, yeah. That's good. I know. I need I, to you're gonna it. hear you're gonna hear conflicting opinions, but I don't care. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, I, some I gotta, people complain about it. the way it's shot, but I don't know, man. I think it's fantastic. I I I've liked it all. The um, and plus, I'm willing to hold back judgment until the whole season's complete as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, people are always a prisoner of the moment. It's either the greatest thing they've ever seen or the worst thing. You know what mm, I mean? It's exactly. Like, eh, I'll, I'll watch the whole season. I'll see how it is. Cool. All right. Well, that, I think, about wraps it up. So uh, I guess I'll just remind our listeners to uh, check out the Discord. And I, I got a feeling we're going to have a lot of pictures this time. Uh, I got a lot of I want to put on there myself. And it sounds like, Chris, you have a lot of things you can put on there too oh so. for sure yeah I, I get my top fives and uh maybe i can uh, i'll pull a screenshot of that uh president trump and oh uh, yeah and simpsons president trump coming down the escalator yep gotta see that so all right well i guess that's it and uh don't forget the we got two months now for the beat the bandy challenge so there's still plenty of time to get on there and try to beat those four games and uh and see how you do so Thanks for listening, and we will uh, we'll see you next time. Now he's got Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. It's not too good. <laughs> I could tell you plenty of stories. I could tell you stories about Lady Gaga. I know a lot of stories about Gaga. <laughs>